Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end, Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Buffalo Bills squished the fish 35 to nothing today in Miami with their first win of the season. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate, and we are going to discuss the Bills' victory today, their shutout victory today over the Miami Dolphins. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our followers on Twitter. And also, we'll give our weekly podcast uh, giveaway at the end. But first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, after last week's disappointing loss to the Steelers at home, uh, you wanted everyone really wanted the Bills to get back on track this week and make a statement win. And although I'm sure we could we could cut holes into the Bills' victory, and I'm sure we will at some point in this podcast. I mean, the Bills. I mean, they they didn't even have the best game that they could have had, and they just completely shut out this Miami Dolphins team, the team that beat the New England Patriots last week. Um, at home. So this was uh, a statement win. Um, I feel like we're kind of getting back to the days where uh, the Bills were winning with defense and running the ball as opposed to relying on Josh Allen like they did last season. I mean, it's only one win. There's only a couple of games. There's not a big enough sample size to really understand what this team really is. And I'm sure they're still gelling. They're still putting things together. But uh, I mean, obviously happy about the win. It was great to see the Bills do that, and the Bills' pass rush and defense was just unbelievable. Takeaways, sacks, uh, I mean, you name it, stopping on fourth down. I mean, the Bills just looked like the complete part on defense. And uh, Devin Singletary with a big run to start the game, that 46-yard run, touchdown straight through the middle, wasn't touched. That doesn't happen to the Buffalo Bills normally in their run game. It rarely happens. I can't remember the last time uh, a player just went in through the line um, untouched. And it was great to see. Um, John, I'll start off with you. Uh, big Bills win today. What were your thoughts? Yeah, Nate, you said it all. Uh, great win. It's super excited, especially to like guarantee that shutout. Um, there were so many times where the Dolphins came close to scoring, but they just wouldn't let them in. Um, it's pretty amazing that the Bills, despite beating a team 35 nothing that was 10-6 and last year, still has some work to do, right? So, like... You know, especially in offense, they, they, they're they not quite there yet. I don't know if it's just Ross. They didn't play as much during the preseason. They played like maybe a half against some backups. Um, a lot of people tend to say like, oh, it's, you know, September is preseason anyway, right? 
which is fine, right? Who says who, that? Who says that, John? Everybody says that. They, I've Everybody never heard that. that in my entire life. September is preseason. I thought the for, preseason. For, I thought the preseason was a preseason. <laughs> for for a lot of starters, not necessarily. And like, you want to get hot at the right time, right? So like, what is, is that? You know, the playoffs, it, John. You, yeah, if you're gonna get hot like the entire season, that's great. But like, yeah, playoffs end of the year. That's when you want to get hot, right? Now you're you're winning games. You're not like playing the best, but like thirty five nothing. You you don't want yeah, that's nothing to to look down on either. John, I feel like you take this win in stride even more than most wins because you hate the Dolphins more than I think a lot of people do. I think we all hate the Dolphins a lot, but I feel like you have a special hatred towards them. Be that as it may, I uh, you know, go Bills. <laughs> okay. Uh thanks for expounding on that. Mike, um <laughs> the Bills the Bills win September is actually preseason apparently. <laughs> Even though Between the game's the count. two of you it's like you've covered all the mindless platitudes like what are we talking about? <laughs> I, it was fun. At the end of the day, right? We want to watch a game that's fun. Yeah, I had yeah, a lot I, of fun. It was fun. It was John texted us in the middle of the game. It was like the first half. He's like, I feel like after the first half, we've gone through like four quarters of play already because it was, it was, it wasn't like an easy going 35, nothing where they're just trouncing them. It was just like a back and forth. Like the dolphins were about to score two or three times and then they got stopped. They either, you know, had a turnover or there was a turnover on downs and the defense just, I mean, it, it didn't seem as close as the actual score was, but man, I mean, in, in the end, obviously, the Bills uh, played an amazing game. Um, I want to talk about Josh Allen before we get into stats of the game because, um, obviously, Josh Allen didn't have an amazing game. I think he would be the first to say that. Um, he still looks really rusty. We were kind of hoping last week's game um, was a function of the fact that the Steelers have a really good pass rush. They're a really good defensive team. They played the Bills well. Um, not every team can do what the Steelers did because not every team has TJ Watt and Melvin Ingram. Um, but uh, today, uh, Josh Allen didn't have an, a really good game. Um, I don't think that that's uh, surprising to anyone if you watch the game. But at the same time, I guess I'm wondering with you guys, when is the time to hit the panic button? Because these are two subpar games for Josh Allen. Um, against good defenses, mind you. So I get that. Uh, but he just didn't look right. Uh, I mean, he didn't look comfortable throwing the ball. It seemed like he was either off balance or, uh, I mean, he was overthrowing guys and throwing into the wrong places. Um, he just didn't look, people keep saying he looked like 2019 Josh Allen, which I'm not ready to go that far. Um, but he doesn't look like 2020 Josh Allen at all yet. Am I going too far with saying that, or is there some agreement on your part? And when do you and when do you hit the panic button after today, after another game like this, after four games like this? Wh- where do you go from here? Well, think about it this way: he could play every game like this, and think about the last twenty years. The, the offense is still better than anything they've had. They're not trying to win games six to three; they just won thirty-five nothing, e- even with not optimal quarterback play. They're doing fine. The the offense is fine. They have enough weapons. Allen is good enough. Like like look at that touchdown pass to Diggs. He still has it. 
you know, I mean, the offensive line has some faults. Um, it's not all on Allen. Obviously, he's missed the mark a few times, but like he's still really good. Yeah, real good, but still continues to have trouble connecting with the receivers. I mean, especially down the field, right? Um, in the first half, so passes lo- longer than ten yards. It was he's one of five for thirty-five yards and a pick. Like it's it's not. It's not great. Like I'm of the same mind of you guys that hopefully he continues to improve, and hopefully you're right, John, that this is more like the preseason because he didn't play a lot. Um, but through two games, right? He's six of fourteen to Emmanuel Sanders. His completion percentage is fifty six percent, and last year was sixty nine percent. Right, is what we raved about. But like a was he the leading MVP candidate coming in? So, I mean, him and Rodgers, and yep. Rodgers certainly has had a subpar week one too, but it's a little bit different from the high hopes we had. Like, he's still our guy. We still love him, and hopefully he improves, but definitely didn't pick up where he left off last year. Yeah, and I echo those sentiments um, about from both of you where, you know, I love Josh Allen too, and I, and I think we, uh, I think we all had, greater expectations. I th- I think we wanted him to pick up where he left off. And, you know, some people have brought up the point and, and it's hard to disagree that like this kind of actually spans into last postseason. Now, some people argue that, you know, th- that type of uh, trending uh, play or, or your ability to, you know, <laughs> your ability to play football doesn't span over months, you know, that some might say, but if it's a mental ability or, if there's a mechanics issue that started last postseason because um, he didn't really play too great against the Ravens um, in the divisional game, and he didn't play great against the Chiefs in the championship game, and then he didn't look, I mean, that's technically it's four games in a row. Now you could argue like, oh, like you don't span, you know, eight months or 10 months or whatever. But at the same time, um, he hasn't looked good for a little while. Like as a quarterback, like I think he looked he looked good in the Colts game. And I think that was the last time he won them that game, and that was the last time we saw vintage MVP Josh Allen. And that what are you talking? The beginning of January, and now it's you know the middle of September. So um, it's been a minute. And- you want to look at differences? I mean, you, you could say maybe the fans being in the stands. Like there were more fans in the playoffs last year than the regular season. Um, the first two games obviously were full houses. Um, Maybe that's a difference. Maybe. I, I think that I think that's a really good point, John, because I think Josh Allen is one of those guys that's like he's an emotional player. And I think that that's something that affects him a little bit and maybe a little bit more than we want to acknowledge. Um, and we've seen it for now, you know, two weeks in a row. And like you said, going into last week when they actually had, you know, full stands or last, I'm sorry, last off postseason where they had full stands. Yeah, most definitely. Even like today, like during the game, you could like um, that back and forth between him and um, forget the name of the Dolphins defender where like they're kind of like going at it back and forth and back to back plays. And the Dolphins guy got caught for the the late push on the second play for a 15 yard penalty. But like you could easily have seen like if Allen, like Allen was revved up and like, you know, Feliciano and some of the other guys were like, oh, yeah, 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 we're like. Bills could have easily gotten a penalty too if they did something stupid on that play, right? Just because you know he wasn't calm and cool and collected. But you're right; like he can get emotional like that, and that that will affect his teammates. 
And some people will be like, oh, he doesn't, the, the crowd doesn't affect him. He's a quarterback. He's a professional quarterback. It's like, yeah, but Josh Allen has admitted personally that he stopped listening to like, like, uh, music that revs him up pregame because it used to get him too revved up. So now he listens to like James Taylor or Frank Sinatra or whatever, just to like calm him down. So if somebody's willing to admit something like that, like something small and minuscule like that, like I think there's a greater thing that they're not telling you and there's more to it than that. Anyway, just something for thought. Obviously you're not going to complain and you know, cry and moan about a 35 to nothing win, but we would be remiss to not even discuss Josh Allen and his performance today, which, you know, was a little subpar, but how great is it to like have a subpar performance from your quarterback? You shut out the team, you win 35 to nothing. The defense looks great. The run game looked great. And like halfway through the fourth quarter, you're up by so many, you're, you're starting your second teamers. Like you're getting them reps. Like how amazing is that? So somebody admits something to you, you instantly think, oh, there's definitely more. <laughs> Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You don't think so? <laughs> that's like that's like the key thing. Like what the like if they, if that's what they're willing to tell you, and it's not a great thing to tell you, there's more to it, and that they just don't want to tell you this other. Why stuff. tell you the first thing in the first place? Well, because there's so much of the other stuff that they just have to tell you that one thing. And that no, one I'm thing just, is like unburden them. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody got that one thing out of them, you know. So you can't accept it sometimes like, people are completely Nate, I honest. Cheated, I cheated on you one time, Nate. You'd be like, no, <laughs> it's haunted. <laughs> I didn't want to go to that example, but yeah, whenever I hear somebody has cheated on another person, they're like, oh, it's just that one person. It's like, nah, it's just the one person you're telling them about. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> oh yeah. If, if you, if you, if you know, an ex-girlfriend had told me that I'd be like, yeah, there was, there's definitely more than that. There's more, more options or more times than that. So. And it was. <laughs> oh, i just kidding. I don't know. I don't ask those questions after the breakup. I'm just like, eh, it's over. And then I just think about it for the next month or two or year. So anyway, <laughs> or the rest of my life after my teenage years into my 30s. <laughs> she was the one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's go into our stats of the game. Stats of the game. done studies you know 60% of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense so you're telling me there's a chance well people can come up with statistics to prove anything can't 40% of all people know that stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. and before I go into the stats I have a quiz for Mike and John so here you go how many fourth down conversions did the Dolphins have today out of four attempts? Zero. How many? Let me let me repeat the question <laughs> before you answer. How many fourth down conversions did the Dolphins have against the Buffalo Bills out of four attempts? So John says zero just blindly. Okay, John says zero. Mike, you don't want to rethink that one, John? Okay. Okay, Mike, on to you. One. John, this is your last chance. Do you want to rethink it or not? No, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> it was zero. John was right. John was right right off the bat. Zero fourth down conversion. So like when I was looking at the stats today, the Bills had uh, got three turnovers from the Dolphins. The Dolphins got two turnovers from the Bills, so that wasn't much of a differential. It was only I one feel turnover like you just different. end it if somebody gets it right on the nose. Oh, I shouldn't have. Why do you make the other person look like an idiot? 
Did you do you feel like an idiot right like now? You hear like a little ding, 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 like on the Price is Right. If somebody gets it right on, it's like ding, 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 ding. Somebody's got it exactly <laughs> That's right. True. That's true. They don't wait for the other four people <laughs> to get it wrong before the. Uh... Actually, it was that first oh, yeah. guy over there. <laughs> you know that guy that nobody remembers. Yeah, he got it right. <laughs> That's fair. Sorry about that, uh, Mike. I think, I'll do actually, that. I think they actually do wait till the end. I did. I didn't. I didn't mean to make you look like an idiot. Is what I was trying to say. So, um, well, you'd really sold like, oh, you're sure, John? Like, dude, oh. I, I, I'm glad I sold it because I'm not good at lying. So I feel like that this is a big step for me as a liar. You know, when people say they lie, right? Like, or like you catch them in a lie, they're lying a lot more often, probably. <laughs> Unless it's me, because I can't lie. But I did. Right, I did right there. So <laughs> you never know. Um. Anyway, so. Going into stats of the game, uh, the Bills statistically on the offensive side of the ball, we have Josh Allen, 17 for 33, 179 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, just goes along with the subpar game that we mentioned earlier from him. Um, I feel like the last two games, he's had one good drive per game. <laughs> And it's like he shows, and we're like, yeah, there he is. And then it's just like, no, not the rest of the game. He kind of reverts a little bit. So this isn't really the the stats recap part of the game draft brought to you by DraftKings at Del Lago. This is the Nate interjects his feelings. <laughs> you give one stat, and then you're just going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I you thought can... we covered Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I needed to cover like his actual stats, right? So, but yeah, this is Nate's time to interject his thoughts on uh, the stats as I go along, and feel free to do your own. Oh, you know, okay. I thought you were just like, dude, you were you're still okay. pretty ticked off about. That. I'm ticked off <laughs> about last week because here's what happened: I, I prepped for three hours, <laughs> and then I get a text nine thirty. Oh, uh, we're not doing it tonight. <laughs> We already did it. I think that's what it was. I think that's what soured me. <laughs> You've it been wasn't even that. that we we won't need you. It was in the past tense, like oh, we did it already. <laughs> so for those that didn't listen last week, uh, John and I recorded it at a wedding reception outside in like a thunderstorm, um, which some people thought it was like pretty indicative of the game that happened. And somebody actually said I was drunk. I was half inebriated at the time. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I was like, I don't think I was. <laughs> I don't remember being that way, but you know, you never know. But um, and then I recorded like some of the tweets afterwards. So it wasn't my best work, but you know, we mentioned that we were going to be at a at a wedding. And then yeah, I did text Mike and like, oh, we're not going to need you because it actually ended up working that we like recorded with this little chintzy system. This is obviously much better. Uh but yeah, Mike, get it out there. Is there anything else? I'm I'm sorry that that happened that way. I That's apologize. It. Thanks. That's you get it out. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Wait, are you still are you still pissed about the the conversions, the fourth down conversion stats quiz? Or are you are no, you that, over that? That definitely now? that pales in comparison to. Okay, it's pales now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it pales in comparison to the to how I treated you last the week. The rage, okay. right? Right. The rage. <laughs> I knew you were ticked too because like when I texted you, we didn't need you. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's something that's something that my wife would text to like if I said something that was like very like it's like okay it's like hey I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna go out with the guys I'll uh, I'll be home after okay like <laughs> in hindsight maybe, I should have just wrote K <laughs> K 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's like the passive aggressive way. It's, it's, it's like one step above. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> You're basically saying that. So, um, well, I'm glad we got that all on the podcast instead of before we recorded. So pathetic. going, thank you. Yeah, good. You're welcome. Um, stats of the game, uh, Devin Singletary leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills, 13 carries for 82 yards, one touchdown over six yards, a carry for the second week in a row, 6.3 yards per carry, um, guys on fire, man. He is just proving that, um, he's just an amazing all around back for the Buffalo Bills, um, two games in. Um, if there's one thing that we can take positively from the offense, I think that Devin Singletary is one of the the shining. And we'll get into another one. I got another one for you guys. But um, Josh Allen, five five carries, 35 yards. Zach Moss had eight carries for 26 yards, two touchdowns. Three hey, man, just, three- just to interject here, like both Singletary and Moss, they, like, they had a lot of tough yards that they both got. Um, you know, Singletary, you take away that one run, you know, his yards per carry goes down too, but both of them had a lot of tough yards um, after contact today. I think they both did really well. Absolutely. Good call there, John. Good call, John. Taking away that uh, 54 yard run will, would, would drop down his uh, yards per carry. Thanks. <laughs> they did get the, there was that one Zach Moss was at the touchdown where he was like a second effort touchdown. Like he was caught in the backfield and then he just kept going and he, and he yeah, absolutely, John. Both his, both his touchdowns were very good, strong efforts. Mm-hmm. Reggie Gilliam, um, two carries for two yards. And the only reason I mentioned Reggie Gilliam is because he does one of my favorite plays in Madden ever. And, if, and Mike knows, because I always used to use it against him in the goal line formation, is the fullback dive. It is like one of those plays where it just, like, if it's a halfback dive, like, eh, you might get it. Fullback dive, I feel like, at least back in the day when we used to play against each other, like 80% of the time. No question. So, yeah, no question. They did, it, it didn't go well for the Bills um, today, but I hope they keep using it. That was a new wrinkle that, uh, you know, uh, uh, what did I say? Brian Dable brought into the offense this season. Um, it's a very simple idea. It's just like a draw play. Like Brian Dable just like stays away from those things sometimes, some of the, the low-hanging fruit but uh, of play calling. But uh, on the receiving side of the ball, Stephon Diggs, Four receptions, sixty yards, one touchdown. Had that amazing touchdown in the back of the end, or on the on that uh, Allen scramble. Emmanuel Sanders, two receptions for forty-eight yards on six targets, and that obviously getting a chunk of that yardage on that uh, thirty-five-yard touch or not touchdown pass, a thirty-five-yard reception um, before the Bills' second touchdown in the first quarter. Um, what a great pass! I thought he was going to drop it because Allen looked like he overthrew it, uh, but he didn't. Cole Beasley, third in Cole, uh, four receptions for 36 yards on four targets. And he absolutely had a third down reception to get a first down. Hence, the perfect nickname for Cole Beasley, third in Cole. Um, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. But Cole, you're rhyming with goal. Yeah. And it wasn't a third in goal. (laughs) Right? Um, it was, there might've been, oh man, there was a third and goal. And I'm like, oh, please Cole Beasley catch this so I can shut Mike and John up forever. But no, alas, he didn't catch it. Um, he did get a third down conversion for a first. What was, what was the yardage on that third and what? Oh, I don't know. Third and five or something. I don't third know. Third and five. So this would be third and five. 
don't don't hurt your don't hurt yourself, John. Mulva. Mulva. <laughs> <laughs> what did her name end up being? The ride with the oh, Dolores. Dolores. It wasn't like Regina. No, like it's <laughs> Dolores. Oh, of course, Dolores. Mulva. <laughs> Celeste. Celeste. <laughs> um. Dawson Knox. I mentioned how Singletary was one of the bright spots of the Bills' offense. Um, I put Dawson Knox up there so far this season. He only had two uh, receptions for 17 yards, but he did have that touchdown. Two receptions on three targets. Um, he's not dropping it uh, so far. I don't want to say he's doing great. He's a great tight end, but man, he is uh, doing. He's not doing the one thing that we didn't want him to do. <laughs> so he's doing the one thing we wanted him to do, and Jedi was catch the ball. Crazy. De- de- definitely a candidate for most improved players so far. I don't think he's dropped anything, and he had a great catch, great catch and run last week, and then he had a really tough catch in the end zone this week that he got. That was a really tough catch. He does tough catches amazingly, and he was doing the the easy catches, which was always uh, his kryptonite. And uh, yeah, that's when he would kind of turn into um, what is it, Scott Stonehands Chandler on like third and down. Remember, Chandler always used to do that third and down. Third down and right in the hands, just drop it as if it was like, you know, a brick. <laughs> um, Devin Singletary had a couple of receptions, which was nice to see for the running back. Zach Moss had a couple of receptions. And uh, on the Bills uh, defensive side of the ball, we have uh, Matt Milano had a sack today. Micah Hyde had a sack today. Taron Johnson had a sack today. Gregory Rousseau Groot. Um, the, the gentleman that, uh, we were able to get to do our, the intro of this podcast Groot had two sacks today, two sacks today, which was amazing, um, to see from the rookie, Justin Zimmer getting in on it. He had a sack. That was awesome to see, uh, a couple of fumble recoveries. Uh, we had, uh, Taiwan Jones had that fumble recovery on that muffed punt by the dolphins before the half too bad. They couldn't actually, the bills offense couldn't actually do anything with that. Um, he ended, they ended up, uh, you know, I think gaining like five yards and then, you know, Tyler Bass had to have a 53 yard, uh, field goal attempt and he missed it. Unfortunately, um, I don't really necessarily blame Tyler Bass for that, but it sucks that he missed it. Didn't end up mattering. Obviously it would have been nice if the bills uh, offense could get him a little closer after they, after the dolphins gifted them that like, you know, on the 47 yard line with like 29 seconds left to go in a timeout, but whatever. So annoying. Um, another fumble recovery from Matt Milano today. That was on that Taron Johnson forced fumble. Um, so yeah, just a just a great, uh, just a great uh, run by the by the defense in general. When you're looking at the stats, the Bills overall as a unit had six sacks on the day, and that and they pressured. They were all over. Not only Tua took a Viola, took a Viola, took a Viola. I always get that that man. Tua, uh, Tua, not gonna play for them anymore. <laughs> Tua, who was, yeah, he was, he's taken out by that hit by AJ Epinesa. Uh, AJ Epinesa, now I didn't mention him on the stat sheet. I thought he had an amazing game. Uh, maybe he'll make the Wall of Fame. We'll see. Uh, but that was from the Bill side of the ball. I'll go over quickly the Dolphins side of the ball. No one really cares, but uh, kind of at least mention what they did. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback that took over. Foot for Tua Togaviola um, after the injury, 24 for 40, 169 yards, 
one interception. And man, I think it would have been a lot more sacks, but Jacoby Brissett is very slippery there in the pocket. He missed at least like four or five potential sacks in the, in the, uh, backfield. So credit to him, but it obviously didn't end up being enough. Took a Viola, <laughs> one for four, 13 yards. Uh, Miles Gaskin leading, uh, rusher for the Dolphins, five carries for 25 yards. Uh, and then Jalen Waddle was the leading receiver for the Dolphins, six receptions on eight targets for 48 yards. That was the stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. We are going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go into our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game and our wall of famers and wall of shamers and our at Oliver Jersey giveaway. So stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. The first win of the season, the first recap we've done um, all together as a group, Mike, John, and I, in the 2021 season. This marks our fourth season of doing podcasts for the Buffalo Bills, our third season doing them for Buffalo Rumblings. It is so good to talk to you guys if this is the first time you're listening to us. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Um, and we appreciate everyone that has followed us along the way. And that is, uh, tuning in now that the season's underway and uh, the bills finally have a victory. All right, let's go into our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game. Sweet, sassy, molassy, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. Our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you guys, seriously, if you guys have not checked out, um, DeLago uh, Casino and Resort. It's in Waterloo, New York. Uh, it's like halfway between Rochester and Syracuse, kind of closer to Rochester. We've been there several times. It is a great venue to watch the games and make bets. Uh, we've done both. We've had a ton of fun. We've recorded the podcast there before. That is where we interviewed uh, Bruce Smith uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, great time. Um, they actually just showed up on my uh, my uh, Facebook timeline. Um, he said, oh, you have this memory from two years ago. And it was uh, the picture of all three of us there uh, with next to Bruce Smith. It was a cool time, uh, great opportunity. We appreciate the folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. And when they start getting Bills players back in, when everything kind of settles down in the world for uh, people start doing engagements like that, uh, they mentioned we are going to be their first option to do the interview. So look forward to that. John, Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game. Who, what? I should say, what is your sweet sassy molassie play of the game in the Bills' victory today? Uh, so there's, there's definitely not a good place to pick from, particularly on defense. Uh, but I have to go with the Allen to Diggs touchdown pass. Uh, just like Allen rolling out to his right, buying himself all kinds of time, and then just throwing across the field like he can so easily do and hit Diggs like that is just so amazing. Um, and and that's like, you know. People questioning, oh, is he, does he still have it from last year and this and that? Like that, those are that gl- glimpse right there is telling you that he's still got it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that he, I mean, he still has it in there somewhere. Um, 
but yeah, that was a, that was a good play to remind us that he, he still is a good quarterback. It was, that was one of his uh, better drives for sure. Mike, what about you? I agree. Uh, Alan to Diggs touchdown to put the bills up 14 to zero. The first love seeing, seeing long Singletary's run, but you don't know if seven zero is still anybody's game in a, a long run like that. Hey, it's, it's one block and it's a tackle for a loss or something. Right. So like, 14-0, you start to really relax a little bit and enjoy the game. And that was a great play by Allen. I don't like how you guys keep saying, like, oh, does he still have it? How old is he? <laughs> like, we're talking about, like, oh, is Vinny Testaverde uh, on one leg? He's 46. He's coming back for one last shot. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> His ceiling is hopefully much higher than anything we're seeing today or even last year. He's on the ascent. I thought he was on the ascent last year. And we were talking about, I mean, people in general were talking about a regression from Josh Allen from his MVP caliber season to this season. And I mean, there's, there's definitely been one. Um, is he on the ascent up in his career? Sure. But he just, I think, you know, I, and people are right to worry. And I say they're right to worry because I'm a little worried. <laughs> oh, people have all the right in the world to be worried about such a thing because I, I wonder if he's, I don't think he's lost it at all, but I'm just wondering what it's going to take for him to get it back because there's going to be a time where it's going to be a close game. It's going to be 17, 17 or 24, 24. And the bills are going to need Josh Allen to step up and win the game for him. And I'm not sure he can do it at this point. Now, if you caught me last year, of course I'd say yes, because he was Josh Allen. He was King of the fourth, right? Like he always had a game winning touchdown drive when he needed it. And I don't know if I could rely on him that, you know, thus far, uh, into the season, um, unless unless he starts proving that that he can be that guy that he was last season a little bit more consistently. I mean, was he like was he uh, MVP caliber every game last season? Absolutely not. There were stretches. You could say the Kansas City uh, Tennessee stretch where they lost back to back games was another uh, way that you know another part that he looked like this. You just have to hope that he can pull himself out of it like he did last season. That's all. It's you know, if this is the worst that he looks, that's 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 not bad. Right. Like if, if this is his like worst two games of the season, like that's pretty good. Yeah. We just got to hope that it can't get worse. <laughs> that's all. You just hope that this is his floor. You just, you're just hoping at this point, I'm thinking it is, but we don't know. I, I think, I think a, a lot of fans are still in the, the drought mindset where it's like, well, it's, you know, like, well, it could be really, really bad, but like, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's that's the case in this instance. I think Allen's an actual quarterback here. I think we're focused a little too much on Allen in the sense of like the Bills are, seem like a complete team. The defense is playing lights out. Um, it, we are. It, it's scary to say, but you're one hit away from Trubisky, right? Like a lot of in any given week, a lot of players go out. So even for the Dolphins, right? Tua, we don't know his long term status. Just today's in the early games, right? Colts, Carson Wentz, Bears, Andy Dalton, Texans, Tyrod Taylor. Like everybody exited with injuries. Like that could easily be Josh Allen. And then it's a completely different ball game. So well, I mean, some of those, I mean, like, you know, the, the Bears probably want Justin Fields to play over Dalton. I don't know why they didn't do that to begin with, but mm -hmm. but that's just an aside. It can happen. By the way, I would I was like, oh, Tua's out. Like, oh, the Bills are... But then I'm like, maybe Jacoby Brissett's a better quarterback. So I don't know if that's a downgrade with Tua go goes out. You know, you never know. 
at this point in Tua's career. Um, I'm actually going to go with the same. So we're we're actually across the board on the Sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game. Um, I I love that play. That was one of his best. Allen's by far best play. He's scrambling he, for his absolute life on that play. It was third down, third and goal. Um, he he you know forces a missed tackle, miss sack, and he just scrambles all the way over. Throws across his body, finds Stefan Diggs who fell down in the end zone. They showed that on the replay. He fell down in the end zone. Uh, Xavier Howard stopped covering him after he did that. And Stefan Diggs just got up, ran towards Josh Allen, and he caught the touchdown completely uncovered. Uh, amazing play, a uh, heads up play by Josh Allen. Um, amazing play by Stefan Diggs to keep with it instead of just staying on the ground or thinking the play was over uh, like the corner did on that play. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great to see that it was, it was vintage Josh Allen. And it was good to see um, those guys connect. So the Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Um, what about Gettysburg play of the game? Four score and seven years ago. The Gettysburg play of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. I'm going to kind of... Wait, I'll, I'll be- did we decide that Gettysburg, you have to be like... Does it does it still have to hang in the balance at that point? Um, I want to say maybe, but I mean, hanging in the balance oh, could definitive. be like okay. Hanging in the balance is uh, it could be like ten nothing in the first quarter. I mean, the full game's ahead of you. You know, if if there's a play that happens now, if you're saying like in the fourth quarter the Bills are up by thirty five and they tackled someone for a loss, like ah, that's not really a Gettysburg play of the game. But if the game's still open, oh, I'm not, a, it's I'm not an play. idiot. Okay. <laughs> Well, I felt like I had to explain it to you, like you weren't. No. Um, <laughs> well, according to Matt Millen, if you're if you're up by two, 14 nothing, then it's only two plays away. So <laughs> thirty five nothing, you're only like you know five plays away. John has some uh, has some venting to do on Matt Millen. I could just tell. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he was doing the broadcast today on on Fox uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm going to let him talk about that one later. I'm going to go with the. Uh, the sweet sassy Milan, or I'm sorry, we already did that. The Gettysburg play of the game. Um, it was actually, I think, in the in the second quarter, uh, the Bills, the Dolphins, I should say, were driving deep into Bills territory. It was uh, it was a third down, I believe, and Taron Johnson tackled the guy who was going for a first down, and not only kept him out of the first down um, that would have put him first and goal, um, he ended up stripping the ball, and Matt Milano recovered it. Um, kept the Bills up 14 nothing when the Dolphins were about to drive for a touchdown or at least a field goal in that area. Kept the it, it was just it was just a very um, it was a great play by Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson, who I think is having a great season thus far in two games. Matt Milano doing what Matt Milano does, taking advantage of things, playing his heart out. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that was my Gettysburg play of the game. I thought that the the game really shifted after that. Like like Mike said, you felt good after fourteen nothing. But as a Bills fan, because we have PTSD from the drought, you never feel good unless you're up by like three scores. So if they went back down to being only up by one score after that drive, I, th- I think I would have felt uh, a lot worse. Um, Mike, I'll start off with you for this one. What is your Gettysburg play of the game? I think your maybe when you hear mine, you'll agree. It's the AJ Epinesa hit that knocked out Tua. Like, yes, I'm surprised how low you guys are, are on Tua in the sense of, yeah, he's not elite at this point, but the Dolphins certainly think, the people that 
see him day in and day out think he's a starting level quarterback and much better than Brissett. And to lose your starting quarterback changes the game completely. And I think the psychological impact was huge. So for me, and to and to have it ha- happen so early in the game, like who knows what happens uh, otherwise. No, that's a good one too. John, what do you think? The, the better one, right? I, I think it's, <laughs> I think, I think they both have their merits to be honest. I think you, you sound, you still sound a little salty over last week's podcast. Mm. Uh, that might be part of it. That's so <laughs> look at you admitting that, that you're still a little bit bitter over something that, uh, I was actually saving you help because <laughs> saving you the night, because then you didn't have to stay up till 10 30, 11 o'clock recording. And, uh, anyway, John, what is your Gettysburg play of the game? So, I mean, if we're going by true turning tight to the game, right? Like, you know, they kicked off and that was it, right? Like the Bills never, <laughs> never looked back. I guess the Singletary run, right? Like after that, then the Dolphins could never do anything. Put this um, up as a poll. Put this up as a poll, John. What I love, what I love is John's like just the kickoff because they won the game. So it's just like as soon as the game started, that that was the turning point. But the Dolphins didn't even score any points. Like it's not even like True. so. Like maybe maybe you could say the Singletary run, right? They, they they ran that play, then mm-hmm. they never looked back. They scored again and then again and then again. And there was stuff obviously yeah, in but between. What, but what like, was the most important driver of the future outcome? It was when the starting quarterback went down and never returned. Is it though? Like, yeah. Would Tua have done better than Brissett? I don't know. Maybe the same? I'm with yeah, John on maybe. this one. I'm with John on this one. We don't know for a fact that Tua is better maybe, than Jacoby Maybe, maybe the same at best. I think Tua might have been worse. Well, let's see. Tua got injured in like the first three plays, and Jacoby Brissett didn't. So, therefore, Jacoby Brissett is better than Tua Tokovola. Who? Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. I think we settled that one. No, that was a, that was a big play. For sure, Mike. The um, biggest. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with a single terror run. Final what, answer. What I like about John is he's like the kickoff. I'm like, well, where do you start even there? Like, why don't you just say when the Bills touch down in Miami on the team plane? Like, why don't you just say, you know, right after they entered the locker room after the Steelers lost? <laughs> it was this. Well, it's like you know, game. like the, the Bills scored the first touchdown and never looked back. That there was no other turning but point. At like, some they, at some point, it's absurd. It it just borderlines on. Right. Oh, it's when uh, Josh Allen's parents met. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, I wish I was there for when uh, <laughs> Joel and Levon met. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that one. Levon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't Joel Laverne? We should have had our our sweet our our wall of famer should have been Joel and Levon Allen. <laughs> oh, Levon. The, the thing is, usually there are a lot of momentum shifts during the course of a game, but that didn't really happen here. Like the Bills were stagnated at fourteen nothing for a while, but like the Dolphins never capitalized on any momentum because whatsoever. their quarterback was knocked out of the game. The one who took all the reps with the starters, the one who memorized the playbook front to back, the one who the who so you're saying for didn't the, look the, at the, the playbook? franchise. Quarterback, the savior of the team, the high draft pick. <laughs> you know, not every backup quarterback is Billy Joe Hobart. <laughs> no, 
I'm I'm still thinking about how smooth I think Joel Allen would have been when he met Levon. That's what I keep thinking of. I know Mike's and John are still bickering about this, but I feel like Joel Allen would have been a pretty smooth dude back in the day, in the nineties. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I I think that that uh, John's right. Anyway, so we're gonna <laughs> no, I, the kickoff. I, the kickoff was the defining moment. <laughs> The coin I said toss. Singletary. The coin toss. Why don't you just say that? The flyover, <laughs> if they did one. Um, I actually have some uh, some tweets about the Gettysburg play of the game. So I'm going to read a few of those. Jason Statham writes, Jackson's... T- Isn't it funny Jason is from the UK and so is the real Jason Statham? Like he's not from like um, Kentucky. I always thought that was funny. I just thought of that. Jason, longtime listener. Jason writes, Jackson's tackle on fourth and three. In the second quarter was a big momentum change, I think. It was a superb open field tackle. I mean, we didn't talk about that play. That was an amazing play. Let's see. That was That was a good play. It's easy to get lost in all the fourth down stops the Bills had, but that was a really good play. That was in the second quarter. It was after Josh Allen threw an interception to Xavier Howard, and uh, Milano had a sack right beforehand that's, that set up the fourth and two. Dane Jackson, you know, had that tackle. And if, if, if that running back gets packed past, uh, Dean Jackson, that's a, that could be a touchdown. Like he was the last line of defense. No pun intended. Yeah. And you're looking at a 14 seven and that could have been a momentum shift or maybe that. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense as Gettysburg. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons why, like we have the best listeners, uh, because they, they tweet out stuff like that. And, uh, if it sounds like I'm pandering to the people listening to this podcast, um, it's because I am big R writes Dane Jackson, stopping them on fourth down. Also Andrew Ensign writes, uh, Parker's drop in the end zone. Yeah. That doesn't get enough run. Those dolphins receivers were dropping everything today. I almost felt bad for Jacoby Brissett. And I mean, almost, I don't feel bad, but I almost felt bad. By the way, if you guys don't know, I realize that there's a lot of new listeners. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Gettysburg of the game is the turning point of the game. And I realized that was, that was something that was listener driven last year that we played with and the people wanted us to bring it back. So that's what we did. Um, so Gettysburg, uh, w- the battle of Gettysburg was a changing point in the civil war. Uh, I, get, I think that's based on what, like 10th grade, 10th grade American studies or whatever social studies. And then, uh, you know, we, we brought that to the podcast. Chris Greaves writes, um, could have been any play in those stands at the end of the second quarter. I go for Milano, force fumble though. I don't know about the play in those stands. See, some people think I'm a bad reader, which I am. I am a bad reader out loud. Um, but I think a lot of this has to do with Twitter's autocorrect. And I, and I have this conspiracy theory that Twitter, like there's a different autocorrect on Twitter than there is on different apps. And I think they try to make you, uh, spell incorrectly sometimes. Cause it like makes more news or it makes for like more interactive. People are like, Oh, what an idiot. He says is instead of us. So I've been caught doing that. By the way, if you're not following us on Twitter, uh, we're at CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod. Charles bright writes Gettysburg for me is the last six or seven minutes of the second quarter and making the plays needed to keep them from scoring. All right. Thanks to everyone who participated in the Gettysburg play of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Now let's go into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, uh, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at the at Delago. Um, first, let's start with the Wall of Famer in today's victory. Wall. 
who are we going to put on the wall of fame? Uh, John, I'll start with you. John, who do you put on your wall of fame in today's victory? Well, Nate, um, I know I know Mike is not going to enjoy this whatsoever. Um, he's still but... salty over last week. Don't feel bad. Just because you and I did this together, he's going to find it's not you. I'm going to put the entire defense on the wall of fame. That is so stupid. I, <laughs> I know it's a cop out, but like, yeah, I mean, Milano, Hyde, so Zimmer, Epinesa, Turn Johnson. Like, I, I can't, I can't pick. I, I, I just got to put them all up on there. Um, yeah, the whole defense, the pass rush especially, but like the whole defense played lights out, right? Shut out. So that's what I'm going with. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the guy, the, the guy in the last segment, you're like, oh, what's the, what was the question <laughs> that you were reading <laughs> off of Twitter? <laughs> the, I don't what think... was it? The play of the game? I'm like, oh, the last seven minutes were the play of the game. Yeah, yeah, the Gettysburg. Right. Or yeah, the Gettysburg, right? And asking John, who's the player of the game? John, oh, it's it's the whole team. Like, what are we talking about? No, no. He said wall of fame. So Ooh. I so I, he didn't say a player of fame. He said wall of fame. So we I, just put the bill put, every week. I put I put 11 guys on it. <laughs> Who? I, I, I do in, in John's defense on Twitter at CGWPod I put um, who or what would you put on the wall of fame? Not necessarily who specifically, but it could be a what, because sometimes there's something that you like to, you know, point out specifically or in John's point, generally <laughs> the most generic way possible. But he's going to say one bill's drive. It just drive doesn't basically. lend itself to to great discussion, and like with no specificity. Like, oh, the bills, the bills. I'll put the bills on the wall of fame. <laughs> okay. I'll put the bills, past, present, future on the wall of fame. <laughs> Done. Book it. <laughs> It's it's Greg Rousseau, right? He returned to his college stadium. What an impact showing what a first rounder is supposed to do. Two sacks, five tackles, hit the quarterback twice, two tackles for a loss. Just incredibly instrumental in the Bills' largest margin victory in the last 25 years um, with the tie in 2014 against the Jets. John, um, yeah, it was Rousseau. I love that one. I, I think uh, Rousseau looked great today. I mean, you get these players in the first round, and let's be honest, like the Bills haven't drafted uh, unbelievably in the first round where you get all of these uh, immediate impact players. Like we're still re- waiting on Cody Ford. I think he's play- starting to play well in his third season. Ed Oliver, you know, he's he's, he's always been really solid. He hasn't stood out um, as much. He had, I think he had a good game, though, today and last week. So he's... In his third year, he's coming about. Um, but still, uh, you know, like to see a guy flash in his rookie season like this, man, that is so good to see. To to have that, especially, uh, you know, when you think about the future of the Buffalo Bills as a pass rush, like him and AJ Epinesa after this season, I mean, they look like an amazing duo uh, there. So um, I'm really excited. We got to be excited at the Bills' uh, present pass rush and the future pass rush with those two guys. Um, I'm going to put the pass rush in general. So I'm going to like kind of split. I'm not going to do the whole team like John or the whole side uh, of the field like John did. And I'm not going to do one specific player, but I thought the pass rush in general, while they were blitzing um, because they blitzed a lot, uh, Jacoby Brissett and Tua, because isn't the old saying go, doesn't the old saying go that you blitz bad quarterbacks, but you drop players back into coverage for good quarterbacks. And today they were blitzing like crazy. They obviously sayings are supposed to be like, 
concise. <laughs> <laughs> What's the saying again? The, the saying, the, you don't think this is concise? Okay, this is the saying. It goes, if you're playing a team of inferior <laughs> of inferior skill set, and the other team just so happens to have a quarterback that's even more... Yeah, no. <laughs> the saying is like, fortune favors the bold. <laughs> How about this one? If she says, makes perfect. If she says she cheated on you with one person, it was definitely more than one person. If they said they lied once, it's definitely fortune favors the bold. Man, Mike, I I know you weren't on the podcast uh last week, which you've mentioned multiple times. Um, I think that I absolutely botched the uh the farmer parable after the Steelers lost. Um I think I couldn't. You're going to have to say that one when the Bills lose next, and we're looking for some levity in this situation. That's always a good thing. And there's a lot of new listeners that haven't heard it before, and there's a lot of uh, you know continuing listeners that probably forgot it. I've heard you say it like three times, and I couldn't remember any of it. So we're going to need you to say that one. You had the son off butchering people, like becoming a warlord. <laughs> did the, did the farmer's son not become a warlord? In your analogy. Did he not massacre an entire tribe of farmers next to them? Next loss. Next loss. Hopefully <laughs> next not loss. till next Please, year. please. We have something to look forward to for the for the loss that hopefully doesn't come until uh, 2022. Um, so, yeah, I had the pass rush. AJ Epinesa, um, not only the blitzing um, by the defensive backs, but, yeah, AJ Epinesa looked great. Uh, Matt Milano looked great. Um Obviously, Greg Rousseau, like you said, uh, Mario Addison's getting in there, man. He looks, I think he looks really good. His, uh, his second season here with the Bills and his last season, uh, probably be, but, um, he's just looking much better than he even looked last season. Of course, last season he was dealing with some personal issues, like we mentioned before in a previous podcast. So, um, good to see him coming. And obviously, Jerry Hughes, what doing what Jerry Hughes does. Now, let's go into our wall of shame in today's win. Shame. 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 So in this one, I'm going to go first. I'm going to keep it somewhat generic. Uh, and I'm going to say the Bills offensive line. Um, I think last week they definitely showed some weaknesses. This week, I think they did too. Josh was scrambling a lot for his life. Um, I don't put his performance completely on the offensive line. I think Josh still needs to work on some things. But, I mean, guys are just running up the middle completely unblocked it feels like and i think the bills offensive line was an issue last season and they really didn't do anything to address the interior offensive line like they could have um i think i don't think it's much improved over last year i don't it just feels like it's a little worse or maybe just other teams are starting to figure it out or maybe these other teams just have really good interior defenders and um it's a combination of both but i have the bills offensive line on the wall of shame uh in today's win um, but just not giving Josh enough time. I just wish he had a lot more clean pockets. And I think he always, by the way, I think he always makes the offensive line look better than it is because if there's a free rusher, I feel like, you know, eight, nine times out of 10, he makes that guy miss. And then he extends the play even further. So Mike or John, I'll, I'll start with you with this one. Who's on your wall of shame? He makes some good points on the offensive line. I, I do think they improved since last week. I mean, last week they played Pittsburgh. So, I mean, that, but I think they kind of like overall thought that like last year, I will just keep the same guys and hope that it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Well, we'll I guess we'll see as, as the year goes on. I, I'm, I'm going to put, uh, Matt Millen on my wall of shame mm. for what we had to listen to during the game. Um, the, 
he said a lot of things. <laughs> um, I, I'll just get right into it. Like, you know, he would say, you know, oh, if you don't play well, you're going to get beat. If you if you play well, you might get beat. But if you don't play well, you're 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 going to get beat. Um, I think at one point he was going to try to say if when it rains, it pours. But I think it just came out as when it rains, it rains. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that. Um, at one point he was saying it was like, oh, it's tight coverage on both sides of the ball. No one is running away from anyone. And then he kind of like paused. And he's like, well, unless there's bone coverage or, you know, something. <laughs> and then he started talking about Einstein later in the game. I was pretty sure he was drunk at that point. Even the play-by-play guy was like, ah, so you mentioned Tolstoy earlier, but now you're talking about farts? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. He was all over the place. Wall shame, Matt Millen, it, you know, couldn't cut his GM. I guess he was an okay player, but... Matt Millen. Uh, I, I, I don't know about the color commentary. Disgraced GM Matt Millen. John piling on. I remember, he's one of the few GMs I remember him getting fired from, and like, Lions fans like having such vitriol of him getting another job after that. Like they were so angry that because he had just he had just tanked that franchise for like four or five seasons in in irreparable damage that didn't happen for several seasons after. And just like yeah, I mean we've I I never liked a lot of the Bills GMs. I just haven't hoped that they would never get a job after. I'm not I don't hate them that much. But uh, Matt Millen, that's a good one, John. Have you guys ever um, tried? If you're not impressed with the on-air broadcast, like go to like the local, like listen to it on the radio, like mute the TV. John, I didn't be, only that. because I usually don't have my radio right next to the TV. Although I, you know what, you know what, I don't have a radio. Like I have everything goes through my if cell phone. Only do something in your pocket. That you you can can't stream. You can't stream the radio broadcast on during the game through an app. It has to be through an actual radio, through FM frequency. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Have you done it through anything that wasn't an FM radio, like through an app? Because if you no. go through the Bills app and you listen to live, they have a live radio uh-huh. uh, thing for it. Like it cuts out and they say, you know, due to NFL restrictions, we can't, you know, run the game through the app or something like that. And then it'll do that if you're listening to like Odyssey or whatever is the app, WGR550.com or whatever. Like they, they all cut you off because I've tried to do that. I've tried to listen in. Yeah. The only other option is other than radio is if you have Sirius XM with like the full thing where you get the NFL, all the NFL stuff, and then you can do it through there. But you could do, you could do, um, regular radio. I've done it with regular radio and I like it a lot. Like the, the crowd noise, the obviously the announcers are pro bills a little more. Yeah, it's actually funny that like you mentioned it. that because I remember as a kid, my parents would often get the TV and turn mm-hmm. on Van Miller, mm-hmm. and that would be pretty cool. So let's just try that again. You have to sync it up some like, on a case, but you can pause TV now, right? Like if you, well, I have a, I have over the air antenna, so maybe. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I I think. But if I'm it's a smart TV, you can just yeah. Like I'm using over the air antenna too, but like have a hard drive. Like oh, a, nice. or some drives in the back and just pause and then it'll catch up and play. well that's only if the well the game is always ahead of the over the air broadcast right the fm the game was ahead yeah it's always so okay all right cool cool yeah who's an fm radio anymore like, do those still exist <laughs> you still john have one. john and i apparently john doesn't have one john do you have an yeah. fm radio 
Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh. I don't even think I could find it. It's not one. as uncomfortable being in the minority, <laughs> is it, Nate? <laughs> Did you listen to it on your boombox <laughs> with your tape deck? <laughs> uh, um, where were we? Bill's wall of shame. Um, John, John went. He said, Matt Millen, Mike, who's on your wall of shame? I got nobody. I liked it start to finish. A complete game. Wow, that's I. You cannot say anything to John anymore. I that was, can. That was a cop out. That no, was a cop out. It wasn't. He didn't <laughs> even pick somebody on the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, what the heck, <laughs> John? <laughs> oh man. No, the question was, who's on your wall of shame? That there was no like. Other stipulations. That was my wall of shame. John thought Mike thought it was a perfect game all around. So did John. Apparently, he had to give it to a broadcaster. So, okay. Guess he got. Guess the Bills are perfect. They don't have to work on anything next week uh, in that game. There's a difference between can you improve versus I'm shaming you. Mm. I just don't. I don't think shame works as a I st- think. Anyway, I still stand by mine. I still okay. stand by mine. Um, let's go into you spank people too. Oh, well, I wouldn't admit it. A lot it on of outdated. <laughs> there was a, a lot of outdated things. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, comedians, Shame. Nate Nate Bargatze, is like he's like, "What can you do with kids?" He's like, "You can't spank them anymore. At least you can't talk about it on a microphone <laughs> in front of people." <laughs> um, yeah, no. Imagine if I was like, "Yeah, but I just spanked him once." <laughs> you know, I would have spanked him like a lot more times than that. Um, <laughs> based on our conversation earlier. Okay, Mike Graham writes in uh, for Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. By the way, if you're not following us on Twitter, please do at CTW pod, like Circling Wagons pod. Um, Every week I write in who or what is on your Wall of Fame or Wall of Shame. That is your opportunity to contribute to the podcast. Also asked it over on Instagram, so I might get to a few of those if the ones on Twitter suck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) If the ones on Twitter, uh, if I get through the ones there quickly. Uh, Mike Graham writes in wall of fame aj epinesa was all over the place groot and Taryn the taint johnson <laughs> i love when people bring up Taryn the taint johnson uh another listener brought that up when Taryn had a brig uh third third and cole definitely got brought up but Taryn the taint which i expect every time third gets a or cole gets a third down conversion but um Taryn the taint johnson is awesome um, that's another uh, throwback to last season. Last time Taryn had a taint. We haven't seen a taint from Taryn uh, since last season, <laughs> but um, uh, hoping to. I'll, I'll take a taint from anyone at this point, but um, not one from Taryn. But yeah, he had two last season, two at the very end of the season, one against the Dolphins and one against the Baltimore Ravens. Mike also writes, our defense looks amazing. So pretty much everyone Wall of shame. I think I'm going to go with Daryl Williams. Was not impressed with him. We officially own the Dolphins. Let's sell them and buy a new stadium. <laughs> I like that. I wish I had the ability to isolate um, offensive linemen in a live broadcast and see which ones are really struggling. But uh, apparently Mike can. So good on Mike. Well done. So Buffalo Ceilings writes, he says, Wall of Fame, the entire D, but especially Epinesa and Rousseau, simply dominant. Uh, like I like he said that. It just goes into my point, man, that the future of the Bills' pass rush is just – it's it's a good spot to be, man. This is a good place to be. We're not used to being in this spot. This is a great spot to be. Wall of Shame, both possessions before the half. Screenshots, and he shows a screenshot of how terrible it was. <laughs> 
Andy Anderson wrote right after that, Groot now on pace for 17 sacks this season. That's crazy. I like how they keep calling him Groot. We have a t-shirt over at Tee Public at our Tee Public store, um, CTW Pod, uh, tpublic.com slash store slash CTW Pod. We have a Groot uh, t-shirt there. So check that out. Check that out. I think you're going to like it. Jason Statham is in again. You know, I realize why the UK listeners like us so much is because we come out like right as they're going to work on Monday. So they have to stay up late for the game. They're going to sleep while we're recording and then they wake up and they have the podcast. Um, So Jason Statham writes wall of fame. I'm going to go with Singletary set the tone with the opening touchdown run. He was solid all day with 6.0 yards per carry special mention, Matt Milano. The dude was everywhere first half. And you know, you, I don't have to explain how I'm a Matt Milano stand. So, um, Jason, I'm not going to disagree with anything Jason said. Wall of shame, no certain player, just need to tidy up on penalties. Better teams will punish us. Awesome win. Not only did the Dolphins have a lot of penalties, um, they had, or besides the turnovers we mentioned, they had a lot of penalties today. They had like eight penalties for 83 yards or something of that effect. Um, that's usually the Bills stat line, which is crazy. This is what actually happens when the opposing team actually gets called uh, on for penalties. What a, what a, what a novel concept. Hashtag not bitter. Um, Bills backers, St. Pete writes, Wall of Fame, Epinesa, Milano, pretty much the entire defensive unit. Wall of Shame, Allen. Ooh, first Wall of Shame for Allen I think we've seen uh, this season. Philip Whitaker writes, Wall of Fame, the defense, played great all around with minimal bad spots. Run game looked good and passing was better. Wall of Shame, a little loose on ball handling. Gotta clean up the turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. At one point in the first quarter, uh, Zach Moss had that fumble, which the Dolphins recovered. And I mentioned the stat that the Bills running backs had fumbled three times in five quarters. Like, that's not a good start to the season. M writes in, lady listener is in. Oh, it's a lady. She says, wall of fame, Rousseau rocked it, as well as Milano and Zimmer. Levi Wallace as an honorable mention for his INT. Guys, real quick, uh, Levi Wallace had that amazing pass breakup on third down, and you thought it was going to force a fourth down, force a punt. And then he did that thing where he stood up over the player ever so, ever so gently. And I won't say ever so gently, ever so slightly or whatever. It was, he barely did it. And he got flagged 15 yards for that taunting call. And everyone's complaining about the NFL, which I'm on board with. Why does the NFL take away the things that we like all the time? Like if it's a, if it's like they finally started allowing teams to do end zone celebrations after they took that away from us. I feel like they were like, oh, the NFL, there's just way too much celebrating. So we're going to, we're going to take away these taunting calls. I mean, that wasn't that bad. I thought it was, I thought it was borderline at best, um, but it's the rule and he did it. Um, you guys are obviously both against that rule. Even if it was a Dolphins player doing it against a Bills player, would you really care? No, it was total BS. Like I was watching the Cowboys game after I hate the Cowboys and they had a similar call against them. It it's no fun league, right? Like the, the dude can launch himself like a missile at the dude. It was totally legal, you know, no helmet to helmet or anything. And then he gets up and says something to him and then, then he gets the flag. Like it's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's like, this is the reason why when an alternate league, like the XFL comes up, like the NFL should be worried because if they actually get their stuff together and they, give us everything that we really want, like taunting, like these dumb things 
that you know should be allowed like the nfl could lose some viewers potentially because of stupid stuff like this wall of shame trey white had a couple missed pick opportunities offensive play calling was a little rocky levi wallace for that fumble now I'm glad M mentioned this because she says she mentions the Trey White those two times where he like Jacoby Brissett pump faked him and he jumped up in the air each time. My nephew, my 12 year old nephew, was watching with me and he says the it was Trey White was like that guy in Madden where you click on the wrong player and you have him jump at the wrong time <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of like the guy that you really want to jump up or whatever, or you want him to dive at the guy instead of jump up. It's like a completely misplay. I was like, that that's really funny. Good call by my nephew. Oh yeah, and by the way, Levi Wallace coming back, obviously, with that uh interception right after. He wrote Levi with the double dip. Devin Brown wrote Levi with the double dip. Um, because after that stupid taunting penalty, uh, which he did shut down the guy in third down, he intercepted the ball. Uh, great play by Levi Wallace. Really happy with, you know, what Levi Wallace has done so far this season. Um, hasn't been perfect, but uh, I mean, I think he's still solid. Scott Munzer writes, Wall of Fame, punishing defense. Singletary looks like 2019 Singletary and special mention to Knox looks solid so far. Absolutely. You know, the punishing defense point is a good point uh, because I think the Bills are definitely taking it a lot more personal than they have in previous seasons, at least last season. And they're making sure that these guys get hit as they're going to the ground, as opposed to like, ah, he's being tackled. We're fine. Like these guys will make a point to legally hit these guys as often as they can, either before they go out of bounds or as they're going down. I wonder if uh, anyone else noticed that. Wall of Shame, Scott writes, Allen looks shaky. I'm having a hard time reading if it's him or if he's just not getting the time to set up. Questioning, man. Eric Helwig writes, Wall of Fame, defense played well overall, but specifically the young ends, Rousseau and Epinesa, as well as Taron Johnson. The fourth down tackle early was huge. Absolutely. Taron Johnson, Taron Johnson a contract year, man. He's playing for that second contract, either with us or someone else. So um, he's showing up, man. Eric also writes, hard to shame anyone in a 35 nothing win, but the passing game is still taking too long to get the ball out. Hopefully they fix that. Yeah. Mark Zurich writes, now Mark, I screwed up his, his tweet many times and he made sure I heard about it over Twitter. Um, hopefully I get this right, Mark. Like I mentioned, sometimes it's the writing, but sometimes it's me. <clears throat> of course, now that I said it, I'm going to screw it up. Mark Zurich writes, wall of fame, second efforts. So many big plays by the Bills were a result of hanging in there until a player was open or you could get to the quarterback. Wall of shame, Allen simply isn't playing to expectations. He was average to good today, but we are paying for great. Well, not this season. We're not technically. I think we're only paying him like $9.5 million, but I get it. I get what you're saying. We're paying him in the long run to be great. Yes, absolutely. I still don't regret, even though I, I was critical of Josh Allen today, I still don't regret that contract. I just need him to become the Josh Allen of 2020 sooner rather than later. Zach Bass writes, Wall of Fame, Epinesa for setting up the sacks for everyone else. And our defense, Wall of Shame, turnovers. Yep, the Bills had two turnovers today. One uh, pick by Josh and one fumble by Zach Moss. Los Bills de Edo, Mexico. I think it Mex it means Mexico. Bills, or he berates Wall of Fame, Levi Wallace, Taron Johnson, and the defense in general. Wall of Shame, most of the Bills passing game. The future Mr. Jennifer Garner writes, that's one of my favorite Twitter handles, by the way, the future Mr. Jennifer Garner. 
<laughs> he writes, Wall of Fame, defensive line was amazing all day. They earned that shutout. Wall of Shame, offensive line still has issues, and Josh still looks like 2019 Josh Allen. He has to make better choices and put in more effort on passes if he is going to beat any decent teams. Yeah, like today's win wouldn't happen against the the Titans or the Chiefs today. And that's kind of who you're looking at in, uh, and maybe even the Ravens too, who you're looking at this in the postseason, who your big uh, challenges are going to come from. The Bills God 1-1 one one writes, Bills God is back after being too salty last week. <laughs> Thank you for announcing yourself, Bills God. Wall of Fame, Joshy Boy making it count with his runs and passes, even if he wasn't perfect. Groot and Epinesa being a terror on the edge. Wall of Shame, knocking out Tua early. <laughs> now Miami now Miami fans can claim, doesn't count. Quarterback one was injured. <laughs> That's funny. His Wall of Shame was knocking out Tua too early. <laughs> Nash Phil writes, I wonder if he's from Nashville. I got to click on his profile to see if he's, he is from Nashville, Tennessee. So Nash Phil writes, It'd be funny if he was like from, I don't know, Arizona. That'd be funny. Wall of Fame, defense. Wall of Shame, got to put Allen on there again. Just flat out, not a good performance. B Mormon 2020 writes, just reverse of last week. Whole team gets the fame. Wall of Shame on the Dolphins and their fans for being kind of crappy all week. Who chooses to live in Florida? <laughs> People that don't like winters, man. Pretty, pretty easy question. Anyone that I've ever known... By the way, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but anyone that I've ever known that's moved from Western New York South has never moved back, <laughs> at least not willingly, unless it was like a job that they had to take. Uh, no one ever moves back. So Florida's a little extreme, though. You can move a lot of different places and not have snow. Dude, Buffalo South, that's uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, right? It's the best of all worlds. You get the South, you still get four seasons, you get the mountains, you get the ocean. North Carolina, man. Wall of Fame, North Carolina. <laughs> now, J.J. Bryce writes, Wall of Fame, A.J. Epinesa, he was an animal. No tackle could handle him all day. Wall of Shame, the offensive line pass protection. See, man, J.J. Bryce is onto something, man. I like his uh, I like his Wall of Shame. Elizabeth Schapp, listen, the listeners are in today. Wall of Fame, def- defense all day. Wall of Shame, hate to say it, but Allen and the offense need to get it polished up if we want a legit Super Bowl run. Oh, couldn't be more true, Elizabeth. Sean Lonigan. Now, Sean Lonigan sometimes makes me uh, put the uh, put the podcast in the explicit content. So we'll see. We'll see what Shawnee does. Wall of Fame, Epinesa. That guy was a force to be reckoned with. Wall of Shame, that one announcer that said, the number one rule of football is don't beat yourself six times. Well, while they really gave us the B squad today, John, Sean Lonigan is right up your alley with that wall of shame. <laughs> you didn't have that one. You didn't have that saying. You had the other sayings. You didn't have that one. You know, yeah, I remember that one too. That's a good one. <laughs> it's just like Madden, except you liked Madden. Uh, you enjoyed Madden. You're just like, oh, he, Madden's like a funny grandfather or uncle or something, you know? <laughs> like you don't have that same... Uh, yeah, it's like, ah, oh, it's just Madden being Madden, Madden right? <laughs> wasn't like, yeah, Matt Millen doesn't have that kind of clout to to get away with that. Original Hatriot writes, Wall of Fame, Milano, remains a beast this week. Wall of Shame, ball security. 
And he also writes, the Gettysburg was when the Miami game was scheduled by the NFL. <laughs> He's even going back further than John. John was going kickoff. Original Hatriot is like, yeah, when well, the game was scheduled by the NFL. <laughs> How about you? Why don't you go back even further? How about when the Bills and the Dolphins got put in the same division, uh, when the AFL was, uh, you know, <laughs> combined into the NFL? Richard W. Griswold writes, Hall of, Wall of Fame, Micah Hyde, Devin Singletary, Matt Milano, Greg Rousseau, Levi Wallace. Wall of Shame, hard to assign anyone in a 35 to 35 to 0 victory, but dot dot dot. Josh Allen continues to look like rookie Josh too frequently. Also, he short legged he short legged that potential TD run. 51.5% completion percentage rate versus pathetic Miami D. Now I didn't know the Miami defense was pathetic. Um, I don't know if that is the case. I know that uh, Brian Flores has always had a great defense. He did last season. Um, we'll see how this how this defense goes uh, next time the Bills play him. Cheering from afar, writes Wall of Fame, the running backs. We've finally got running backs again. Epinesa was a beast. Knox train is gaining momentum. And what about the chase down punch out after our first turnover? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. After Zach Moss fumbled the ball, a Miami Dolphins uh, player recovered it, and then Dawson Knox, you know, uh, knocked it out of his hands. And of course, it went back to a, a Miami Dolphins player. But uh, amazing heads up play by Knox. Great call by uh, Saxa Dave during Rome Far. Wall of shame. Any Finns fans for thinking they'd actually win? <laughs> Gettysburg play the opening kickoff. Oh, John, John, is this your burner account, man? I've always wondered if Saxa Dave is your burner account. Um, that would have been really smart because he says he's from the UK. So it would have been, uh, I, that's too, that's too much. I don't think he would. No, no, I hear it. There's a lot of smart people in the UK. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think, I think John's burner account would be like something like JB something. <laughs> like it would be, it would be something that I'd be like, John, that's definitely you. You just didn't spell out John. <laughs> uh, it's like, it would be like Josh Allen, Super Bowl MVP, Hall of Fame legend. <laughs> At. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with 10 numbers after it. Uh, <laughs> that one's already taken. Um, Chris Greaves writes, uh, Wall of Fame, Groot and AJ Epinesa really could have been the the whole D-line. Kept the pressure up all game. Oh, you yeah, the, the whole D-line, like my Wall of Fame? Yes, Chris, could have been like that. Uh, this, this feels harsh, but Wall of Shame, Josh. Wait, let, let me add. Are you just randomly going down a list or you've pre-selected these? Um, so it seems, well, it, to an un, um, untrained ear, uh, to someone that doesn't know you, you could be perhaps giving the appearance of like, oh, I'm just rant picking these randomly. <laughs> but you've pre-selected them, have you not? No, no, I, I've absolutely not. I'm, I'm reading them. I'm, I'm reading them to see if they're any good, first mm -hmm. of all. Okay. Um, so they're filtered then, and then, and then you know ones that agree with what I like an echo chamber. Doesn't right, everyone else like a good right, echo chamber? Okay. okay. To be fair, a lot of these make sense, <laughs> mm -hmm. especially the ones that agree with John and I. I gotta say, mm -hmm. <laughs> has okay. anyone even mentioned one of yours, Mike? I don't think so. Go ahead. Maybe it's because you missed last week. <laughs> <laughs> Rules uh, are important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Greaves writes. Um, this feels harsh, but wall of shame Josh Allen felt he missed a few throws that he could and should have hit. 
not at his 2020 level yet. See, it's not just me feeling that, man. Ian McKenzie thoroughly writes. Now, I, I, I'm going to mention why I'm, I'm glad to read his tweet. But he writes, Wall of Fame, the shutout Bills defense, and the return of the nugget, Zach Moss, who pushes hard like a rugby forward. The nugget? That's I haven't I have not heard that one yet. Well, it sure sounds better than third and Cole. <laughs> let's not let's not get let's not go nuts here, okay, John? Let's not go crazy. Wall of shame. <laughs> I'll agree. This wasn't Josh's greatest game, but hardly shameful. The game was the game we all needed after last week for sure. It's cool reading Ian, and he's contributing. He's not only in the CBS Sports Pick'em League, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. It's going to be the longest podcast known to history. Um, and then, But he also emailed us. John, we read his email when we did the season preview a few weeks back, and he was like, what can I expect? He's like, I'm, a, I'm an Australian um, expatriate. I live in Ohio. Um, me, I'm taking my wife to my first game. What can we expect? So we went over all the things like he mentioned. He wanted to know some things about Buffalo. We talked about a few wings places, a few pizza places. Uh, Mike, you would appreciate this. We talked about the beads in the parking lot, that whole scam, mm-hmm. that whole uh, pyramid scheme or whatever that is going behind there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we'd see, you know, they, they pretend like they're like, oh, this is for cheerleading, you know, or whatever. This is for this, you know. People with disabilities, and then it's just a bunch of 40-year-old dudes just counting the money on the pavement, like 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so much money passed in public in my entire life <laughs> that hasn't come out of a cash register at like a store or something. <laughs> anyway, people, if you are one of those people that sells beads and that isn't a crook, let me know. If you're also a crook, though, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about your scam, and this crazy you know, uh, operation you have going on. You can sign in anom- uh, anonymously. I will not read your name, um, but I'd love to hear about it. Scam or not scam, if you sell beads, and tell me how much money you make. I'd love to hear that, too. It's got to be in the thousands. <laughs> uh so Ian wrote, and he, and he also emailed us back and sent us all these really cool pictures of him going to Bocce Pizza, him like meeting like these famous people from Bill's Mafia, like Pinto Ron and stuff like that. Really cool, Ian. That made that made my day, especially after a Bill's loss last week. So appreciate email uh, Ian emailing and tweeting. And <laughs> Carlin Sullivan writes, she says, little Dolphins fans are going to grow up with Josh Allen as their Tom Brady. <laughs> Devin Brown writes in Wall of Fame. The pass rush, Tua and Brissett were getting nicked around. I think he means knocked around all day. See, it's not just me, people. He wrote nicked. I said knocked. Sometimes I fix them. For, I can't fix them for everyone. Wall of shame to Matt. How the hell am I? How the hell was I an NFL GM Millen? I feel dumber for having listened to his babbling all day. This might be another one of John's burners. Big R writes in. Wall of Fame, Bills D, shut out the fish on the road and set the tone for squishing. (laughs) Made Miami look hapless. Also, second half offense for adjustments to turn a first half lead into a dominant win. Wall of Shame, first half Josh. Also, fans like me doubting them after the first half. PTSD, Big R. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I feel like like, uh, Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. When he's like, it's not your fault, you know? And Matt Damon's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, it's not your fault. He's like, come on, man, stop that. <laughs> I'm like doing that to like Big R. Big R, it's not your fault. No, no. What are, you, what are you doing, man? Stop it. And then he pushes me and pushes me away. And then at the end, I say it like the sixth time, and he gives me a big hug, and we both cry. Yeah. 
That's us, Big R. Andrew Ensing writes, Wall of Fame, Levi Wallace revenge game. Didn't see him get burned at all. Wall of Shame, offense continues continues to struggle. Private Joker 2003 writes in. I like how he hasn't changed it, by the way. <laughs> we always questioned it. He is still, he is not a private, still after being a private from 2000. No. Uh, private Joker writes in Wall of Fame. Rousseau had the sacks, but Epinesa gets it for wreaking havoc every single play. Absolutely. Wall of Shame, Allen, my favorite player for the second week. Pass blocking and play calling weren't great, which which is absolutely true. I, I agree with Private Joker there. But he says, but he is still leaving too many plays on the table. He just, in my opinion, he just played otherworldly last season. So if he's not doing that at all, more than just one drive a game, it's just, it just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess 35 nothing is not good enough. 72 nothing is really what we're looking for tonight. Yeah, everything besides 72 nothing is a huge disappointment. Absolutely. Andrew C. writes in Wall of Fame, the Bills' D-line dominated a weak O-line. Everyone, uh, of, everyone on defense has played very well. See, again, I, I corrected that uh, misspell. You're welcome, Andrew. Plus, the run game showed up. Oh, and Miami wideouts. Yeah, they dropped everything today. Wall of shame, those who doubted this team. Let's stay positive and humble. We're on to Washington. I love reading Andrew's tweet. Andrew had me on his podcast on uh, ending the drought. Or no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't ending the drought. It was the Wandering Buffalo. And it was cool because he like had a lot of things. Like You guys didn't hear it, obviously, um, because uh, you weren't on it. But uh, he said a lot of good things about the podcast, about you guys in general. Um, just super nice uh, what he had to say about, you know, how it, how it kind of helped him start his own podcast. I always joke around though. I always think it's funny when people have, when people start a podcast or they even mention that we had anything to do with it. Cause I'm like, Oh, they must've seen how, how easy it was to do from us, us doing it. And I'm like, Oh, I could do that. <laughs> but, uh, it was really cool. I forgot to mention it to both you guys that he said nice things about you guys. And he actually asked me at the end of the podcast it was like the second or third preseason game he asked me who the wall of fame and the wall of shame was uh on the podcast and i got to listen to the next episode of the wandering buffalo to make sure he didn't steal that bit from us because that's uh that's our that's our thing (laughs) i like said these nice things like oh it's nice that we just don't steal our material okay that's all bryce erdwine writes wall of fame bill's defense for the return to greatness shutout we've been looking for wall of shame coaching but but really only for not feeling like they were willing to stretch the field in the air until later in the game. Could be because our old, our offensive line was questionable, but still. All right. Tanawanda Proud writes in, the entire D played fantastic today, but Taron Johnson and A.J. Epinesa were absolute beasts. Credit to Rousseau and others for their rush and play, but A.J. created so much havoc, it freed a lot of guys up to rack up sacks. All right, let's get some, let's get some more, some new people in. People maybe that I haven't read before. Michael Taylor wrote, Wall of Fame, the Buffalo D, all of it, just absolutely dominant. Wall of Shame, I don't know what's up with Allen or Dable. The offense looks straight up constipated, but I can't figure out who is at fault. Is it Allen? Play calling or (laughs) O-line? Then the Courier writes under that, the constipated is a perfect way of explaining it. I think JFA has his new contract in his head and has been too dependent on his legs, getting him out of trouble. I wonder if the contract has anything to do with this. Um, I hope not. I don't think it's, it's definitely, if it does have anything to do with it, it's definitely his, his want to live up to that contract and not like, 
oh, I got paid. Now I don't have to do anything. Mike, you're a big Brett Favre fan. You're one of the biggest Brett Favre fans I know. Is Josh Allen our Brett Favre for the Buffalo Bills? Doesn't he just play? I mean, when he's playing better, obviously, but like his arm, his throws, his boyish love of the game of football. Is he our jo- Is he our Brett Favre for this generation? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for that. All right, moving on. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna read a couple of ins- on Instagram. I don't feel like I give Instagram any love. Uh, I just, yeah. Go ahead. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Still, uh, you like you like sound bites and how? Oh yeah, uh, I'll pre- I'll predict something for the next twenty years. Come on. <laughs> I mean, right now, I I like him like Josh, like like Brett, like I like Brett Favre in that way. That's okay. how I feel. I don't do. I think he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. I don't know that, but I just love the way he plays. Normally, not the last couple of weeks, but you know. <laughs> In general, I like the way Josh Allen plays. Our Perks ninety one writes on Instagram: Wall of Fame, Matt Milano, Matt Milano, Taron Johnson, Justin Zimmer, Wall of Shame, Josh Allen, and Matt Hawk. I love that he brought up Matt Hawk, the punter. Man, every time that dude punts the ball, I'm like, whoa! Like when he was punting it in his own end zone today, like it felt like he took too long to punt. I rewatched it on the highlights before the podcast and i saw it again man the dude just does not punt the ball very quickly (laughs) at all not that last week was his fault but this week they were closing in and he looked like he might have he was about to get it blocked again i mean do we really know anybody no like john could be a murderer (laughs) could he not (laughs) he's not why do you say that (laughs) that was not (laughs) yet Anyone that was an actual murderer would have been like, no, I'm not a murderer. He's thinking like, what makes you think that? <laughs> what do I have to change about my uh, my appearance and the way I react? You know, even Matt Millen, of all people, thought that the Bills punt almost got blocked on that one. So, you know, to bring it back to football again. Oh, good. I'm glad I could be on the same level as Matt Millen. Someone's as Staff 542 writes, Someone's got to toss Josh Allen here. Hard to complain 35-0, but he missed a little bit. Man, it is hard. It's like you love the outcome, but it's just like, I know I'm being super critical, but Josh didn't look great today. Again, for a second week. Wall of Fame, Epinesa, Rousseau combo. They look, this is from Ben underscore Niblo. Wall of Fame, Epinesa, Rousseau combo. They looked an absolute menace together. And that's what he wrote. Not my uh, miss. Misreading, which does happen. Original Ginger 84 writes, Wall of Fame fish fans. I wish there, I wish, oh, no, I did misspell this one or misread this one. Fish fans, I was there. They took a walk of shame early in the fourth. <laughs> Wall of Fame, the D. Wall of Shame, this is from Dom Faded's Dom. Dom Brown is in the, uh, the writer and artist for the uh the outro music we do for the bill city dom is we've had we've had him on the podcast a couple of times to hype his stuff dom faded writes wall of fame bad tackling or wall of shame rather bad tackling trey white missed out on multiple sacks biting on the fake yes absolutely we mentioned that earlier that was a good call that's all i'm gonna read right i probably read 50 of them you guys had some great ones um thanks for participating on twitter and instagram um, again, that's the Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers segment of the show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Del Lago. Now we're going to, before we do our giveaway for the Ed Oliver I jersey. I just think, like, this 35-0, <laughs> I, 
Yes. We just got to keep it in perspective. <laughs> like, why are we complaining? Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, it, it's, like, it's this is amazing. Like, we're just nitpicking. How many quarterbacks have we had this Jim Kelly? If we go like thirteen, this is and four, insane. This is this is nice. If we go thirteen and four and fourteen and three, sixteen and one, this, with the way that the Bills are playing right now, great defense, good run game, and you know, average Josh Allen. Do, do we even care? We don't care. Like, who cares how we get there? This is how we did in twenty nineteen. It was like average Josh Allen, great defense. You know, this is possible. We can Just do it. Have this fun. <laughs> Thanks, <Dad>. John. <laughs> Just had some fun out there, son. Um, Jesse Lundberg is so. I'm looking at the uh, CBS Sports Pick'em League, and this was the one that we set up with Anthony Marino. Uh, we have some really cool giveaways for it. I'm just gonna give a quick update for the Pick'em League. This is a Pick'em against the spread, so it's super tough. So that would be the reason why we're who decided not- on that. You? Yeah, I did. I did decide on that. Um, I thought I'd throw a wrench in it, and people probably hate it, and that's why some people have stopped uh, playing it. But uh, the winner of the podcast wins a, a jersey, a Bills jersey. There's Zach Moss, Harrison Phillips, and someone else I can't remember, Thurman Thomas, and uh, an appearance on the Circling the Wagons podcast. So if you win this, if you win this, you get to come onto our podcast. The leaders right now are Jesse Lundberg and Luke Ramos with 19 wins thus far into Sunday night, and let's just see where. The three of us stack up. Who's winning here? So I'm 50th <laughs> with 13 wins. Out of how many? Oh, I, uh, out of how many? I don't know. 19 is the most. So I'm 13, so not doing great. Six wins out of the league, out of, out of the lead, rather. John when is. You, when 30. you say you're 50th, I didn't know if there were 51 or if there are oh, 10,000. I'm, I'm sorry. There's 109. Okay. Or over 109. I mean, it says like tied for 50th or whatever, but you know. Hmm. And then it says tied for 109th, so there might be more after 109. I don't know. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. So John has 13 wins. I have 13 wins. Mike. Mike is winning. He has 14 wins, so Mike is leading out of the three of us. Well done, Mike. The CBS Sports Pick'em League, the Buffalo Rumblings Pick'em League, most of the podcast hosts are in it. There's a lot of listeners involved in it. if you're not if you didn't get a chance to do it this week do it next week it goes for a good or next season it goes for a good cause um cancer society american cancer society um that is brought to you by that update cbs sports pick'em update is brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook at delago uh mike nate before we do the giveaway what is the point spread for next week's game I, honestly i don't know who they're even playing next week the football team from Washington, Nate. Washington. Are they playing them in Washington or in Buffalo? In, in Washington, right? Yes, I did know that. No, no, I'm sorry, in Buffalo, rather. That's what I meant. Um, what's the records? Give us some, before we guess the spread, because it works in perfect with the, with the pick'em game, which is always against the spread. This is going to determine how I pick the game. Um, do you have any info for us, like, record? No. <laughs> the Bills are one and one, Nate. Mm-hmm. The Washington football team? I don't know. <laughs> I uh, do know our favorite. Hmm. No, it's cool. I'll, I'll. Is he our favorite quarterback? Our favorite Buffalo Bills quarterback from 2009 to 2012? Fitzpatrick? Was starting for the Washington football team mm-hmm. until he went down with a hip injury, and he's no longer starting. He's on IR. He the the Washington. I'm happy. Football, we will, I've always wished the best for Fitz, but it, 
I think it'll be a much easier task for the Bills. Oh, absolutely. The the Washington football team is one and one. Uh, man, you're talking about good defensive lines that the Bills have played against. They're going to struggle against Chase Young and that um, Redskins offensive line. I believe they have four first-round picks on that defensive line. Uh, that's going to be a tough that's going to be a tough game for them just from that point of view, but I still think the Bills are the better team um, overall. You guys want to guess? I'm going to guess the spread is for the Bills, obviously. I'm going to say it's four and a half. John. This is tough, um, but I think I'm going to say Bills by a billion <laughs> or Bills by five. <laughs> you heard his Which first is one. it? <laughs> Um, if we're going to play closer, I'm going to say five. Okay. It's nine and a half. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to bet the under on this one. Then obviously in our pick on, <laughs> I'm probably, probably bet the over, uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to take the football team with the points, <laughs> at least right now. We'll see how the rest is the rest of the week goes. That's awesome. Thank you for giving us those odds, Mike, the odds for next week's game against Washington football team is. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Now, uh, the we're doing the giveaway for the Ed Oliver jersey. We're also doing a giveaway for one of the shirts from our T Public store. If you haven't checked out our T Public store, it's tpublic.com/store/ctwpod. We have like a hundred Bills designs. So if you like Bills shirts and you, and you're listening to this podcast, just check it out. Like there are amazing things there. Three words for you: treat, yo, sell. And the winner of that of this uh, gets to choose. Any any design they want, anything, either one of our designs or one of uh, another independent artist's uh, Bill's designs, like there's, there's a ton of stuff there. It's basically our 26 shirts, our own one, in a different way. Uh, the winner of the Ed Oliver jersey and the way to win the Ed Oliver jersey is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, mention CTW or CTW Pod in the podcast somewhere. And also this year, it's new. You have to leave a uh, a mention of another show on the podcast network. Give them some love. We, we just added a couple of weeks ago, we added Nate Geary uh, with a, a podcast with uh, Bruce Exclusive called Food for Thought. Um, John Fina and Joe Miller do a podcast, ex-Buffalo Bills offensive lineman John Fina. It's a really cool lineup. Uh, and obviously all the great hosts that we and shows that have already been on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast do a great job each week, uh, week in, week out. Give you recaps like we do. They're going to give you narratives going throughout the week, and they're also going to preview next week's game. So we have you absolutely covered, Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. And the winner of the Ed Oliver jersey or the Public site, whoever gets to me first, the Public t-shirt, first winner is Mike Taylor. Mike Taylor is the winner. And the second winner is Golden E611. That's Golden E611. First person to get back gets back to me after listening and you must listen in order to win at least listen to the point where we uh, we give your name um you get to choose first whether you want the uh, ed oliver jersey or the t public shirt i'm not sure which one you're gonna guess i mean it could be either or right i mean at this point what do you want a signed ed oliver uh jersey or you know this t public t-shirt so <laughs> first one to get to me uh gets to choose and then the second one uh, gets the other one so thank you for everyone for listening we're signing off. Thank you guys for uh, listening to us this week and every week before and in the future. Appreciate you guys tuning in. For John. Hey, man, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Let's go, Bills. 16-1. and one. 
We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win it. This is the year. Go Bills. And for Mike? Go Bills. And for me, Nate, thanks for leaving the reviews. Please let a friend, a relative, a coworker, or whatever know about our podcast. Have them give it a listen. Go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four. Ready, kick they buck up like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson knocks with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team. Ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition, and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. A Buffalo Bill City. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City, yeah. What? It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City, uh, yeah. Taron Johnson with a pick six, it's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway, please believe me. We got high right behind him and Poya free. Please don't run up the middle unless you wanna meet a star. Greg Russo will show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded over here. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team, ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
We still recording? Uh, yeah, we are. Why? Maybe we should do a Norm McDonald joke. Norm died. Oh, yeah. An R.I.P. Norm? Yeah. An R.I.P. Okay. Norm. Go ahead. All right. Here's my favorite Norm McDonald joke. ID is a pretty strange abbreviation, right? I is short for I, and D is short for dentification. What do you think? Yeah. R.I.P. Norm. That's a good one. Uh, the one where he talks about homeless people having dogs. And he's like, what does the dog get from that? The dog's like, to him, it's like the longest walk ever. <laughs> so he gets that. <laughs> but he's also like, you know, I could I could do this all pretty well on my own, you know? <laughs> go find some food. <laughs> you know, go find a place to sleep. <laughs> Actually holding the dog back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Norm. <laughs> Good one.